Welcome to 25 at 25. In 2017, VML celebrated its 25th anniversary, and this is a podcast series we've dedicated to exploring the people and the offices who make up our growing VML family. I'm John Cook, the CEO of VML, and today I got to sit down with Suba Nataraja. Suba is a VML director of design, and we got to talk on the last day of 2017 before we all went to holiday break. And what I found was the last conversation I had in the year was one of the most inspirational I had all year. And that's because Suba has such a deep and rich and articulate perspective on the impact of design on society and the impact of design on diversity and inclusion at VML. The goal of all the 25 podcasts is to learn something new about something we don't know everything about. And today I feel I really learned something from Suba. And I hope you feel the same after listening. Enjoy. Okay, Suba, we're finally doing our podcast. We've been trying to schedule this. Um, you know, your, your intense schedule has really made it difficult to... Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I know, I'm kidding. I've been horrible about, about scheduling this. So thanks for your patience. We're actually, I think it actually worked out um, just perfectly because we're recording this here on the last day of 2017 before the break. And so I think we're both in a good mood. We're both worked hard this year. We're both ready for some time. So first question for you, before we get into lots of good stuff that I have planned here, what, how, how are you going to spend the break? I'm actually um, going to fly up to Montreal tomorrow. My brother and his wife and the, and the kids live in uh, Montreal. Mm -hmm. And every year for the last couple of years, they've actually flown down to Iowa, where my, my sister-in-law's family live in this little town in Jewel, Iowa. And I always drove up. Uh -huh. And so this year, my brother's like, I think the kids want you to come up and they want to take you sledding. And so I've got all my gear. I, I hope I'm going to be warm enough. But we're going to go sledding in up in the mon mountains. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I know you speak like three and a half languages. Is French yes. one of them? Um, French is not one of them. <laughs> oh, I bad. wish. Yeah, the kids, the my nephew and my niece, they speak French. What languages do you speak? I speak uh, Malay because uh, most Malaysians, that's our national language. Mm -hmm. That's Malay. Um, and then I speak um, English, obviously. I speak um, Tamil, which is uh, my dialect, because my family moved to, from India to Malaysia and Singapore in the um, 1800s. Even my grandparents actually were born in Malaysia and Singapore. Um, and then I speak a tiny bit of Chinese, which is a dialect called Hokkien. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like three and a quarter languages. <laughs> You're right, got it. Um, well, so I have some stuff I'm really excited to get into. Namely, I want to get into uh, just the perspective that you have around just merging the idea of, of amazing design with a great perspective on diversity and inclusiveness. But I think before that, I think, I think just to ground people in who you are and then the perspective that you bring both on design and on diversity and inclusion, uh, let's, let's just, I want to kind of just, like, there's a lot of things about you I want to probe into. We'll do that quick because I want people to, to know you a little bit. But first of all, you mentioned it, but where did, where did you grow up? And I know you moved to the U.S. in your 20s. In my 20s, okay. yeah. 20s, but yeah. just a quick background. Early, early 20s, actually, maybe like 20 years old. Mm -hmm. um, came to go to design school. I okay. graduated from Malaysia, so I have my, my, um, my graphic design degree from Malaysia. Came to the U.S. to pursue my grad studies. And, um, and got that and uh, did my master's in graphic design mm -hmm. in visual arts and, um, and then just stayed on. And 26 years later, actually, it's so interesting that we're doing this podcast today because today, the 21st of December, 
is basically my coming to America day. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so, how we, we're really organized at 25 at 25. That's how we, that's how we plan things. I know, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> All my reschedules were designed Merry to get Christmas, to this. Yeah. yeah. So today is uh, 21st of December is basically my um, coming to America day. Oh, cool. And I've been here for 26 years. So after graduating, got a job um, at a little uh, design boutique called River City Studio and then moved on to Bernstein Ray, and I was there 11 years, and then I was with uh, Blacktop Creative for about three and a half years, and then after that went on to Hallmark for seven years, a creative director at Hallmark, global creative director for, you know, basically touching gold crown and branding and all of that, and that's when I realized how important it is, actually, to speak to our consumers mm -hmm. from a branding point of view, from a design point of view. And then after that, my life begun at VML. Yeah. So what month did you start? You started in 16, in the fall of 16, is that I right? I started in the fall of 16, October 3rd, 2016. Okay, it feels yes. like, in a good way, that you've been yes. here a lot longer, the impact you've I, made. You know, it, you, I hope you feel like you're part I of the family. I feel that way. I feel, I feel very included, and especially, I feel the energy of this place is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And for a designer, I speak on behalf of a designer and myself because that's kind of my role. It's very empowering. It's very enlightening. It's very empowering. Um, and above everything, it just feels like a very energetic place to, to be heard, to, to project what we feel passionate about. Well, you're, you're right into why I wanted to do this podcast besides just I love every time we talk. The world seems like a better place because you and I have a good connection on how we think about the world, but from day one, I think. And, but the, one of the things I've been most uh, just impressed by and wanted to dig into more about you, um, you've, you've brought a lot to VML, but two specific things. One is your passion for diversity and inclusiveness and all the efforts that we're doing at VML, but you've just put so much of your heart and soul into that. You spoke on it at our annual meeting last year, touched a lot of people. You're also an amazing designer and have brought a level of design fidelity to VML that, that, that we needed and we're growing from. But those are just two things. I think the cool thing about it is you've really, more than anyone I know, you've intermixed those two superpowers or interests into a perspective, and, and without putting your words in your mouth, it's your belief that those are not separate things, that, that one owes it to the other to make an impact. Um, I'd love to get into that. First of all, just your, maybe start with your philosophy about design, but then I'd love to get into how that can be a reflection and a, a progress area on diversity and inclusiveness. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a mouthful, I know, but it's just, <laughs> you have so many thoughts and I just want to get you rolling. Yeah. Well, design is a huge passion of mine. I, um, I love design so much that I even challenged myself to build my own house um, from scratch. And I found a lot and I found a contractor and I designed it with using Adobe Illustrator. And I gave it to the contractor and he said, wait. I can't take this and create a blueprint. You're yeah. not an architect. I'm like, what do you mean? Can't you take this and just build a house? He said, no, we need to get a certified blueprint and all of that. So he took my designs, took it to an architect company, and then they kind of put it through the filter of yeah, an engineer's hat and yeah. everything. So that was really good. It was very wonderful for me to learn about collaborating with a architect to understand about structure and things like that. So to me, Everything that we do is design, and people don't even realize it. The moment we wake up in the morning, we use our toothbrush, and you know we squeeze our toothpaste, and, and the logo on the toothpaste, the design of the toothpaste from 
a logo on a, you know, um, a milk carton to basically a ticket stub, every day some graphic designer has influenced it. So I like that the idea that that design can bring such power to our universe, our community, and being part of it, I take it very seriously. Mm -hmm. How do we actually take our lives and our, our career, our hobbies, to a point where we actually can alter people's thinking, unite people, um, inspire people, and, and bring all of us to, to just humanity, basically, that we all live in this world. And my role here at, um, at VML is a, very, is a new role. It's basically a director of design. Um, I'm actually kind of working on expanding that mm -hmm. just so that there is a little bit more clarity on what I do is, is basically bringing meaning to design. So I work on branding projects. So a client comes and they said, we need a look or we need a brand new look because it's a startup company or it's a new product or we want to refresh our brand. Our brand is about 15 years old or five years old. So to me, that is so important that even a brand is evolving just like humans evolve. So if I put my the reasons of design language, the reason why we design such a way, why do we create the typography to be that typography? Why do we choose the colors to be what they are and shapes and the tone and the messaging and all of that? It's because we are talking to today's society. So design influences that. Right. And then I really, before I even get to design, I don't even actually touch design until like much later in the process. In the very After beginning, you understand really the world understanding that you're the world you're, mm -hmm. that design is going to live within and impact. Yeah, really understanding the psychology behind it, the heritage behind it, the history, who is it touching to, towards who is it talking to, the sound that it makes through visual. And visual does make sound. You know, people think that sound is necessarily just coming out from like a music or a voice, but visual itself actually, if you can listen to it, does make sound. Is it soft? Is it loud? You know, that naturally is related to sound and the meaning behind that. It's like there is this Japanese word called umami, and umami is basically the Japanese believe that it's the fifth sense in your tongue. And when you're eating, you have the palate and it touches all the different sensations of your tongue. Mm -hmm. But the fifth sensation is basically in the back of the tongue and it's like this umami experience that you're like, oh my God, I just had that experience. So design, I'm trying my best to create, every time I create design is to get that umami feeling that a consumer would feel like, not necessarily move their heart, but swell their heart. That's what the heart is actually pumping and it resonates with the heart. Like, I like this brand, that it just spoke to my heart. How do you scale that type of thinking? Because I imagine you're running to designers mm -hmm. at VML or elsewhere that are, that are passionate about design, mm -hmm. great at their craft, mm -hmm. coming into their own, but maybe they don't, they haven't, they're not as enlightened as you on, on the, uh, the, the bigger, noble impact of design. There's not a knock against someone, it's just, you know, maybe somebody know. hasn't touched that part of, of what they do. Um, but your perspective is so articulate about it. How do you find that in a younger designer or a newer designer and bring that, that bigger, kind of holistic feeling of design to someone who's got the raw talent? Right. That's such a good question. I actually talk a lot about that to, to my students. I teach also at the Art Institute. 
on, on Monday nights and Wednesday nights, I teach branding and design systems. And I always tell them, before you even tackle design, is to just take a deep breath. Just breathe, and so that you're not seeing from a perspective of what you think you want to bring to the table, but you are thinking about what does the consumer needs. And that's kind of like the reason why you bring meaning to design. Because you're thinking about, okay, the consumer, she's a young mom. Let's say you're building a product for a baby product. And it's a gluten-free, I'm just making this up, gluten-free, yeah. dairy-free, organic baby product. And you immediately think about, I want this. I want to create this. But then if you shift the concept and the thought about what does she want? Who is she? Where does she live? And what is her surrounding like? What, how, what is her behavior pattern? What is her style pattern? And when you think about her, you immediately, you're kind of like giving yourself all the little mechanisms and the tools for you to create this design. So you're designing using design in a, in a, in a form of creating um, visuals for a certain lifestyle, which immediately becomes that you're not necessarily a graphic designer, you become a brand visualizer. So you're visualizing somebody's brand that they can resonate with. Yeah, I think I um, want to come to your class. <laughs> it sounds it sounds fantastic. Yeah, I think I, I'm always so strict with my students. I'm like, uh uh, you're not showing me any right, designs. Right. Well I, I think I think there's gotta be people who who showed up thinking they were just there for the flat out design class and like, what is this? But then this as soon as they get through it, this 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 is passion. This is passion. Um, well so I think as it relates to diversity and inclusiveness, which is a term thrown around in business and in ad, and ad agencies for sure, everybody's trying to be better at it, we certainly are, but it, I think sometimes it gets equated too often to statistics of who you hire and how you hire and checklists of being better-minded, all good things in their own right, I guess, but they're all trying to contribute to something bigger. I like what you're saying, because I think design as a contributor to a better and more diverse company, it's something bigger than just who's doing the work. It's, it's understanding an audience. And I, I, I think you're a believer that, that design can truly have an impact. And the work we put out truly can be reflective of, of how we think about diversity and inclusiveness. And even the language that we put out, you know, like, our, are our writers writing to today's America? Are our designers designing to the visual um, standards of what today's America is all about. Because today's America or today's universe or community is so different from the time that I grew up or the time that our parents grew. So it's, you just have to think in that context. And often I, I remember even the word love in a headline, if we use the word in love in a headline, it's like, are we insulting our audience? It's like, you're, I already love my mom. I already love my parents. And you're asking me to love? What mm -hmm. about joy or what about delight? Things that make yeah, me feel, to, to force me of, to think differently. To, to, to take that next level of thought and yeah, expression. And then, and then the graphic design is only part of the, part of the you know, it's sometimes graphic design gets equivalent with all of design. It's actually just a part of the entire design expression. Um, a good example that you had given me in a, previous conversation was the city of Toronto yes. and how it sounded like, and you're, you're way more articulate about it, how it sounded like a, just a living example of design, the biggest D of design 
you know, and, and somebody with thought about diversity and inclusiveness to, to a whole city that can feel that way because of design. Mm -hmm. So if you think about if you think about design with the intentions of making our community more inclusive, um, bringing people together, bringing words together, bringing colors and imagery and sound. The one place, like you said, um, that really has done an incredible job is Toronto. And actually the, the, the city motto is diversity, our strength. And they have embraced the language of of every culture that actually lives in the city. Um, I, I read that 50% of the city is basically immigrants who have made this place their home. So from subway tickets to subway navigations to a billboard to whatever it is that is actually that runs in the DNA of the city speaks to the community and everybody feels included in the city. There is no very small amount that is segregated in the city. I actually visited Toronto about a year ago with some friends and we went to Chinatown to have dim sum and just right next to Chinatown, just like one, like maybe one block away was the beatnik community. And it was just this wonderful in, in emerging and, and blend of culture to a point where they had like this Saturday market and the Saturday market had all sorts of different like cultures celebrating food and I saw Greek food and I saw even the dim sum guy that sold us dim sum, he had a little stall in this place and we're like, hey, we should have eaten here with you, you know? It was just this really wonderful um, blend and, and design plays such an important part to it. Like, you know, um, just communicating to people that we are a community that is um, diverse and inclusive and connected. Yeah, I can't think of a better example for just, as you stated it, but also to remind us all that design is so much bigger than a logo or a piece of type. It's an entire system of, you know, stimulus that are working together to create an aesthetic a and a DNA. I think he's, I think it's a great example. Well, we could go on and on. I think that I think it's the last day of the year. You and I both need to wrap up the year, and so we we should go do that. But I, I just just in closing, I um, I was thinking about some of the different audiences we presented to as VML this year, but none of them can top the fact that you I sang for Pope John Paul II at some point in, in our massive uh, research here at 25 at 25, we dug up this fact. So what was the situation? You, you, I'm guessing you're not Catholic. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> just, just a wild guess. Uh, well, I went to a Catholic school um, because it was the best school in the neighborhood and my mom and dad sent my sister, my brothers and myself. And it was a fabulous school. My teachers were nuns. I had Scottish and English teachers from Ireland to Scotland and you know um, but they um, so I've always very very interested in chorale music and and I just love the idea of just singing in you know like with a big group of people so I'm definitely an alto not a soprano and over the years when I moved to the United States my best friend is Catholic so I kind of tagged along and we joined the choir and our choir was chosen to sing for the Pope um, several years ago was at, uh, during the Epiphany, was, which was in January, and we were there 10 days. At the Vatican. At right? the Vatican. Yeah. And we sang, we were chosen, there were about 
hundred choirs and hours from Kansas City was chosen to sing along with the Sistine Chapel choir group. So we were actually were invited to sit in the basilica with that group. We sang. At the very end of our, our performances, um, he came up and he shook everybody's hands but he actually touched my face. Oh, wow. Um, and so when we went back into the bus, going back to the, our hotel, everyone, all the ladies were like, that's not fair, you are not even Catholic. <laughs> Isn't it, you're not even Catholic, and he touched your face. So he was, uh, it was beautiful. It was amazing. What an experience. Incredible experience, incredible. Well, Suba, thank you so much. We could go on and on, but I, I appreciate you know, not only you sharing this podcast and your views, but you have a lot of gifts, and, and for you to share them with VML, we're all, we're all lucky to have you as part of this family. Thank you thank very you. much. Thank you for allowing me to be here and to be part of this podcast and especially to kind of share what, how, how design and brand ex expression uh, means to this world and to VML. And we're going to dig deeper into it and we're going to do more things in 2018. Massive inspiration. Yeah. Thanks, Suba. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This has been 25 at 25 a celebration of our 25th anniversary of VML and the people that make VML so special.